Hello there, you're listening to the Park Rush Podcast. This is a Thing Park Podcast. I'm Tom, joining me as ever is Josh. Hello there. Oh, hello Josh. That was a slightly less elongated hello there this week. Yeah, you're I feeling thought... a little, little down? Mix it up, mix it up, you know. Right, okay. Yeah. If you guessing. shorten the hello each week, you'll get to the point where you are increasingly reminiscent of hello there. Hello there. I can, of course, get behind. I, I feel like that should be the way everyone greets everyone. Yeah. I still hope that's the name of the Disney Plus series that's in development. Just, hello there, a Star Wars story. Hello there, a Star Wars story. Mm. But I, I hate to say it, and the listeners will be gutted to hear this, I'm sure, that we don't really have time to faff about as we normally do, Josh, because it's been a bumper week of mostly negative news about theme parks. <laughs> I don't believe it. I know, I know. I mean, to be fair... It's been a mostly negative week of news, just broadly speaking. Uh, and if we go back a little bit further, because last week's episode was recorded a week in advance, yeah. owing to my work shift, and I I said, I think, words to the effect of, uh, uh, who knows what could have happened between this podcast and the one that came out previously. Turns out, Josh, what happened during that week was we went into lockdown and there was an attempted coup in the United States. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So who knows what could have happened? Uh, that could have happened. Yeah. That's what could have happened. There's uh, an inauguration this week, so... Uh... Oh, yes, there is. Oh, gosh. Actually, you know what? All this crazy drama that's gone off in America did get me thinking, and I'm sure this was top of the priority list for just about everyone who had concerns about what was going on. <laughs> the Hall of Presidents, yeah. Josh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I um, I think I think does, going does right Trump back, get deplatformed? Does Trump get deplatformed? I think it also, you know, just uh, raises the question that I think was was raised at the time that Trump was added, which was should he be being added anyway, given just how divisive. He is, obviously, he was added. And the figurine, I've never been able to see in person, unfortunately, but looks quite remarkable in a terrifying sort of way. Uh, yes. Like, the, he looks as I feel he could actually end up looking in real life. He seems like the kind of guy who is going to do his utmost to live as long as possible, right? And could end up looking even more unnatural than he already does <laughs> by the time it's actually time for him to pop his clogs. And the Disney animatronic trump is about what i'd expect the real trump to possibly look like by the end it's pretty dark right so uh... yeah yeah but no That's... genuinely i i was uh it, well it brought raised two issues for me uh well i mean it, one yes should he be taken out of the hall of presidents <laughs> not in general and uh two should it should what's happened prompt a a sort of major rethink of the Hall of Presidents because it, it. I don't think I've ever had to think about it before because the presidents, the modern day presidents who have ended up getting a speech in there. I don't know how far back that goes. Do you? I mean, obviously Obama definitely uh, was a, a sitting president in the Hall of Presidents who got the speech bit at the end. Did George Bush have that same treatment or was that something I that was added so. in the Obama era? I don't know. I believe so, but I can't speak for certain off the top of my head. Right. Uh, and obviously, you know, Bush and Obama were unpopular with certain people for different reasons. But Trump is a very different. It's on a whole other level, a whole other scale. And uh, and so basically my point was, look, I, I'd never really had to think about the whole issue of like politicising the Hall of Presidents before because it was always just a fairly, you know, uh, it's not particularly offensive. Ne neither of those guys were, on the whole, particularly offensive. Of course, some liked them, some didn't. But um, you know, I'm just, I'm just having a look here. Um, it seems like Clinton was the first. Oh, okay. Yeah. But obviously, the point of the speech at the end, right, is just to kind of this uh, inspire this sense of national pride and national unity, and the whole point of the show in general, I guess, for Americans is to make them feel very patriotic and proud of their country and for visitors is to give us you know a, a very sort of whitewashed rose-tinted look at the history of america and why their sort of institutions mean so much to them etc yes. and it would just seem it just seems a bit a, 
very troubling to have someone who uh, has abused that position so much and basically set a mob on the institutions of the country now uh, for him to be delivering some sort of inspirational speech at the end of that show seems uh, unwise uh, and, and a little unjustified also so what, what do you reckon Josh do you think they uh, do you think they just keep it going as if nothing happens and they add the Biden and the Biden gives the speech and the Trump just nods in the background do they take Trump out or do they do something a little bit more drastic with the whole thing and maybe reconfigure it as a purely historical attraction and sort of get rid of the the presence of the of the modern day president i guess that well, would be a, maybe a little bit yeah. starker i think what you'd maybe have to do is take out most of the presidents and just like keep a handful in there who are considered particularly inspirational or important i, I like the idea sense. of having all of the presidents in there um i i would put this down in the same uh sort of idea as I give um, to knighthoods in the UK. Um, <laughs> well, I think it's, it's not, on the same level, really. The, the American... That's a, I mean, the American equivalent of getting a knighthood being getting a Disney animatronic yes. is, is great. Uh, uh, yeah, I can get behind this. So, uh, I, I don't believe in giving people knighthoods while they're still in the job that they're doing. Like, okay. Uh, for example, uh, recently Lewis Hamilton became Sir Lewis Hamilton uh, due to his efforts in uh, motorsport, um, which I think he deserves. Uh, I just don't believe in necessarily giving it to him while he is still racing. I think it's something that you get when it should be something you are honoured with once you retire. Um, I mean, but by that logic, someone like David Attenborough would never get knighted because the man is going to keep working on his nature docs until he dies. Well, I guess so, yeah. Um, I, rightly so. Um, and I think that uh, presidents shouldn't go into the Hall of Presidents until after they're, uh, you know, once they've stopped being a president, then they can go in, I think it should be. Yeah, okay. Uh, I, I, it's going to be interesting though, isn't it? Like, I, I can imagine... Do people boo the Hall of Presidents at this point? I don't know. I haven't been since Trump was added. Trump wasn't added sort of immediately. And I wonder if it was because, you know, maybe genuinely they just, those things take time or whether or not it did take a little bit longer than normal because they were a bit worried about it. But I mean, I was last in Florida in 2019 and I didn't go to Magic Kingdom that year. So I didn't see the Hall of Presidents. The last time I would have been in Magic Kingdom was maybe 2016 and i'm not 100% sure i even went that year so it might have been 2015 but uh anyway it was pre-trump uh, being president it's, so yeah uh, i've not yeah. i've not seen him but has, I, I can't imagine does it is. It's, it's a weird one anyway right because they're very keen on not having politics in disney um apart from the hall of presidents apart from the hall of presidents but that's um, you know, the thing, isn't it? You know, the vast majority of that show is designed as a sort of historical piece. And it's only at the end where you do get quite a long speech from the sitting president uh, that uh, that it becomes you know, potentially political or could be seen as being political. I mean, it's a fairly, you know, the speech is played with a pretty straight bat, right? You know, they don't say anything that is particularly reflective of their own politics they just speak about what america is supposed to mean regardless of who's in charge yeah uh, and obviously the thing with trump is that he would probably i haven't listened to the trump hall of president speech i imagine it's the same sort of thing i very much doubt he wrote it himself although the idea of him just reading out a speech in the style of his tweets <laughs> at the end of that show is pretty great and maybe that's a missed opportunity he just goes off on one halfway through I don't know. I don't know exactly. I'd, I'd imagine he played it with a straight bat too. Uh, but I think, as I say, given the events of the last uh, couple of weeks, uh, it's kind of, you know, you couldn't really... He clearly thinks nothing of the institutions of America. So it just doesn't sit right, really, does it, for him to be delivering a kind of inspirational speech about how great American democracy is at the end of a Disney show. Uh, no, yeah, I agree. Um, I don't know. Maybe just, yeah, reconfigure it. So I don't know how easy it is to kind of 
program the animation routine new animation routines into the animatronics at disney and whether or not they have like a a sort of database of different um uh, uh, sort of routines for all the animatronics and can they just sort of copy and paste the pirates of the caribbean routines to the hall of presidents and just have them sort of fighting or or they can all be running after trump uh, around a barrel like like the mayor of the tortuga <laughs> or wherever they're supposed to be in like pirates. benny hill yeah, well, like Betty Hill. But there's a scene in Pirates of the Caribbean, isn't there, where they're running after the mayor or or some other official, round in a, round in a circle, maybe around a well or something. Um, uh, yeah, and you there there are the scenes in the ride, right, where it used to be a pirate chasing a lady, but now the lady's chasing the pirate. Okay, yeah, oh, they could have the, you know the scene at the end where they're all in jail trying to get the dog to bring the key over. That you could put Trump in there. <laughs> It's just Trump instead of Pen instead of a dog holding the key, it's Mike Pence. I, I I've got the I've got the speech up now. What the Trump speech from the Hall yeah. of Presidents. Go on then, give us your best uh, Trump. I, I can't I can't do it. Um All It's right. not it's not feasible. But it just sounds like he's just doing his inauguration speech. Oh okay. what, the Bane speech? The the one where he said he's going to assassinate the president, you know? Is there, like there's a speech that they have to give at every inauguration. Like I will be the president. Oh, to that one. Was, and... That's right. Yeah. And, but he like misspoke and basically said that he's going to try and kill the president when he did it back in 2016. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember. 2017. Yeah, like th 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 he like put a he changed a word or changed the I can't remember exactly, but yeah, basically said that he's going <laughs> to try and assassinate the president, which is like, well, that's that's you. It is what it is, I guess. We. we... As you say, there's an inauguration this week, so we'll see how that goes. But we are, as of recording, in theory, I think, is it four days away now from him being out of here? Uh, yeah. We'll see what happens to the Hall of Presidents version of Donald Trump. I mean, Disney are cutting back on things at such a rate of knots. You would have to imagine that the Hall of Presidents could easily be on the chopping block. I don't. I don't think he goes unless... Unless he does get like sentenced for something, I don't think he goes. Okay, well, we'll we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Anyway, as I say, Josh, uh, the news coming out of Disney this week uh, officially has also not been particularly good. I I think we discussed last week that we didn't think Disney had, had as far as pandemics go, a particularly good one. <laughs> lots uh, of no, lots of negative news has come out of Disney over the past nine months or so from layoffs to rides being delayed to um, just the sense that rather than using this as an opportunity to invest their way out of the problem and make sure that Disney remains just as attractive as ever coming out of this, if not more so, uh, they are instead maybe taking the easy way out, which is to make cuts and changes that ultimately I think are going to, people are going whenever they're able to return to Disney again, are going to, sort of almost see them as remnants of the pandemic wherever they go you know uh, they'll be looking around and thinking oh that should have been done by now if it not for the pandemic or oh that over there should have been this if not for the pandemic and blah blah mm. blah and now josh that sense of what might have been is going to be obvious to you as soon as you fly into orlando international airport because the long running magical express bus service is out of here from January 1st, 2022. Can't believe it. Yeah. Can't believe it. Which is next year, by the way. I know it sounds like a far-flung sci-fi future, but 2022 is, as it stands, due to begin in less than 12 months. How do you feel about that? Does it make you feel what, scared? 2022 old? is a year away? or? Yeah, it's a cyberpunk. It's not a cyberpunk game. That's a real thing. Yeah, I can't believe it. I, what a waste of a year, right? What a waste of a bloody year. Speak for yourself. I've done 50 episodes of an outstanding podcast without having to leave the house. I'd say that's a pretty great use of time. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. Yeah, we were looking before, actually, and we have now done... Well, the last podcast episode that we did uh, not remotely was on March the 22nd. 2020 
which was the day before, actually, England officially went into lockdown, the first lockdown. So we were ahead of the game there, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so that's, um, as I say, that's episode 73, and, and this episode is 116. So there have been it's a lot of podcasts that have now been done like this. Anyway, the... Uh, Magical Express. What do you make of this, Josh? Are you uh, are you surprised that it's going? Are you disappointed that it's going? It's not something I've ever personally used, but at the same time, it was always something that I recognised and saw when I was we were going down into the car rental place, which is the the, the option we've always taken. But you'd always see the the Disney bus out there, and it it, it you know got you excited. It made you realise that oh, we're close now. We're here. Uh, and yeah. I think yeah, clearly it's been a very handy viable option for uh for getting straight to the disney resort people who are staying on property yeah what do you make of it being taken away? um i don't know like it's always been one of them things that i kind of wanted to do but i've never stayed on disney so uh it's never made any sense we've always had a car but it was always seeing the disney magically express was such a a thing you know mm. um and obviously we went with uh, my brother, his wife, and their kids last time, and uh, they were really excited when they saw the bus. Um, I'm sure any kid that sees the bus gets really excited. So it's a shame that they're getting rid of them, really, getting rid of the service. Um, you know, yeah. I don't know. If, hope, yeah, I, I kind of hope that they just put one on, like, near the airport on, like, a plinth, you know? Like <laughs> well, in the same way that Bruce the shark is hung up outside where Jaws used to be at Universal. Yeah, kind of yeah, thing. exactly. Just a bus hung up. <laughs> or, you know, Down like the, the um, uh, car park. Outside the Hulk coaster, Hulk is ripping apart p- bits of track, isn't he? And that oh, yeah. old, the track he's ripping apart is actually bits of the old track before they took it down and put it back up again. So you could have something like that. I mean, Hulk yes. is a Disney character now, so they could just have Hulk out there <laughs> with having ripped the bus in half. And turned it into boxing gloves like that old Hulk PlayStation Two game. That's like a weird. That's kind of like a weird mashup as well between Disney and Universal Parks. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm kind of into it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my only experience of the Disney of Disney buses was we got the bus between two of the parks one year when we did, or I think did is maybe pushing it, but we we stepped foot into all four parks in one day. One year is a sort of bit of a challenge for ourselves. I think we'd done a primarily... Uh, we we do sometimes go a holiday without doing Disney. You know, we, we get the two-week Universal Pass and we do a ton of that and we do... We get like a two-week Bush Garden stroke SeaWorld Pass and we do some of that and that's kind of enough. And um, Disney for a day never seems like particularly good value because it's so expensive just to go for one day. But I think that year... we. Yeah. We got to towards the end of the trip and thought, oh, should we get a bit of a Disney fix? And we ended up going all in and doing this four-day park hopper extravaganza. I remember actually when we bought the ticket uh, at the front desk of the Magic Kingdom, and the guy in there almost looked at us like, "Yeah, this is a uh, this is a lot. <laughs> this, is, this is bold. Four in a four in one day. Uh, good luck <laughs> and Godspeed." <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I mean, the bus, as you say, yeah, I think for me personally, it's just that sort of feeling of, oh, we're here, the holiday begins when you see the bus. I, I've always loved the kind of vintage Disney aesthetic it's got going on, the, the classic Mickey and the, the classic old school font. And even the colour scheme is just quite evocative of, 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 of old fashioned Disney to me. Yeah, and for sure. Yeah, it's going to have more practical repercussions for a lot of people than it is for me and you, but... I'm still disappointed to see it go, and I think it just kind of adds to this narrative that I think I've certainly. Uh, I mean, my, when I think of Disney as a theme park brand in 2020, my takeaway is going to be: well, it was the year of cuts. It was just cuts, cuts, cuts. That's all they really did. You know, Universal have obviously had to scale back certain things. There are rides that have been shut because of staffing. There are layoffs they have had to enforce. There is now uncertainty over Epic Universal. That we'll get to that a bit later. There might be some positive signs on that but they've also you know opened or are due to open a really massive new roller coaster at universal they're also i mean hagrid is still not that old there are things to still feel positive about the universal experience and i'm not saying that as someone who's you know biased towards universal uh, i think that's just a fact whereas disney for me it's i don't know it's just felt like 
every week I sit down in front of a microphone to do this podcast and I, uh, I'm looking through our sort of usual news sites and thinking, right, what have they cut this week? What's the problem now? So, you know, all right, it's Tron's Disney not going to get finished now, is it? Oh, the bus is gone. Oh, okay, fine. Mary Poppins, not happening. Makes sense. Annual passes, finished, fine. Okay. Um, yes, yeah, so that's kind of, this just adds to that sense of, um, of that just adds to this particular narrative. Um, is it is it is it kind of the same for you? Are you... Are you are you worried? I know sometimes you 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 go into bat for the mouse sometimes on this show, Josh. Have you got an excuse this time? I uh, I do like to play devil's advocate. That is true. Um, I, I I guess the only excuse Disney have is the ongoing excuse of not being uh, cash rich. Right? They they are cash poor currently. Um, mm. Although having said that, I'm pretty sure they've smashed their ten year target for Disney Plus in a year. So. Not really sure what their excuse is. Um, no. And let's be fair, it's Disney, right? It's not necessarily the most business sense, but they could borrow to keep a lot of this stuff afloat in this time uh, and per- be perfectly able to pay that off over years to come. So mm. um, it's it's just not a good look for Disney, I don't think. No, I don't think so. And, you know, a few other things points that have been raised are well okay if this was purely about cutting why wouldn't they just do it now why is it not until next january i'd imagine it's just a contract that they need to wait to expire and uh and then you've got the issue of um oh it's 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 lost it's lost it's gone i've lost it i've lost what i was going to say but uh, i mean i'm sure their their argument will be well look there are loads of ways to get from the airport to the parks you know uh you can get an uber you can do xyz but it, it's it's just not the same and it just adds as i said to this sense that things are just being cut constantly and and that and that guests don't have a, a, a as much to look forward to i don't know maybe disney is almost taking people for granted a little bit like oh they'll come back these suckers will keep paying because none of the prices are going down while all this is happening in fact no. i wouldn't be surprised if they go up and they'll they'll spin it as well. They need to go up. We've had a whole year or more of not being able to either open at all in certain places or having massively reduced capacity in others. Yeah, that, that, that'll go gonna, up. It's not going um, to yeah. fly with uh, with a, a lot of people. I wouldn't have thought. Disney uh, continues like uh, Disney year on year becomes less and less interesting the busier it gets because yeah, I agree. You, you the, your options are. You, you basically have three options, right? You have the option of queuing up all day, like four hours for a ride. So you get on like two rides a day. Or you do fast passes and you like run around all over the shop trying to get you know, to whatever ride has the shortest queue. Uh, and you get what you're like two fast passes a day. And then, uh, then you have to like keep trying for the next ones or whatever. And... They're all tiered, so you only get one good one, and then the all the rest of them are all crap ones that you don't actually care about. But whatever. Or the third option is paying like a ridiculous amount of money to get a chaperone, which is what the rich people do. So you just get straight on the rides, regardless. Uh, and like the <laughs> the more and more like every year goes on, I'm going hmm that paying a ridiculous amount of money to get a chaperone, so you just get walk straight on the rides, seems more and more enticing i can't afford it so it's like but the the way disney is going that becomes more and more of an actual reasonable option which is mental i remember the other point i was going to make now and it was along the same lines of oh there are loads more options to get from the airport obviously we spoke a few weeks ago about this uh train service right that is gonna that is, goes all the way from miami and basically goes across much of florida but is is now that they've added disney springs haven't they disney have got this deal in place where it's going to pass through disney springs but i think the difference yeah, really is that i mean one i mean this is it's not going to take you to your dedicated hotel i think i think disney are also saying well look once you get on property there will still be options for us to ferry you between hotels and parks and whatever else it's just getting from the airport but yes i mean the train to Disney Springs is going to be inherently less convenient because it is only going to go to Disney Springs as far as Disney properties are concerned. We don't know also kind of, you know, people with luggage and that kind of thing. I think it was a very streamlined process with this Magical Express 
will it be the same yep. with the train? And also, how regular is the train going to be? I mean, the bus was kind of always there, ferrying people back and forth between the Disney sites and the airport. The train, yeah. how regularly is that going to pass through? Are there going to be... You're going to have to uh, pay for the bus, uh, for the train, sorry. Uh, are there going to the be train, train, train services that are just... Well, yes. And are there going to be services where the train does just go to Disney Springs and back? I doubt it. So. And also, the train systems in America are awful and always late. You could well easily miss your plane because your train was late. Once you've paid for the train, which is not going to be cheap, I'm sure, to then for the train to be late for then you then have to pay for an Uber or a Lyft is madness. But could be a yeah. thing that is required. It's uh, it's it's not it's not good. It's not good. Another Disney cutting things news. Now I'm a bit torn on this, Josh. On mm-hmm. a surface level, it would seem like a bad bad news for people. Okay. From a selfish perspective, I feel like actually I could I could spin some benefits for me for myself here. Uh, Disneyland is cancelling its annual pass program. Yes. Now, yeah, for people that have annual passes and love going to the parks often, this is obviously a disappointing move. It will make going to Disney more expensive. For people like me, and and this is me talking from the perspective of, of Disney World, and Disney World haven't yet made a move such as this. I don't know if they will do, but let's 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 humour me a bit here. Say say they were to do this, uh, it might make those parks a bit less busy, you know, and it might also get rid of more of those people that just go there to vlog. I hate those people, Josh. I can't stand vloggers. Just you know, let the families and the visitors who are here for who are here irregularly or maybe once in a lifetime. Have a good time without having to get stuck behind all you losers walking at a snail's pace because you want to get every perfect frame for your Instagram video. It's a nightmare. And I'd imagine a lot of those people are only annual pass holders who can just turn up on any given day and be like, right, I'm not even that bothered about doing rides today. I'm just going to walk around and film myself for the purposes of my YouTube channel with 12 subscribers. You know what uh, I mean? Yes. And maybe this will filter out some of those people because if they if they now aren't coming as regularly, they might actually turn up to experience the theme park and not just you know fan their own particular egos. Anyway, rant over. What do you think? I feel I feel attacked. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I, I of course beastly D vlogs is a law unto itself, and that's fine. I've nothing against beastly <laughs> D vlogs. It's everyone else's vlogs. Of course, yes. Um... Yeah, I yeah. You've never been to Disneyland California, right? So, no, I haven't. And obviously, Disneyland California have, have been in California Adventure have been shut since March. I mean, and there's no sign of reopening. I saw, a, I read a story yesterday that, you know, I think here um, in 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 the UK it was estimated a couple of weeks ago, wasn't it, that maybe one in fifty people had coronavirus. Yeah, I think it's. I think. I'm sure I read correctly that in California they reckon it could be as high as one in thirty uh, across Jeez. the whole state, which is um, that's, that's a mad. lot. Yeah, it's a lot of people. So I don't think there's any sign that this is going to change soon, and so you're probably going to end up with Disneyland having been closed for at least a year. So of course, in that sense, getting rid of the annual passes because you have no idea when things are going to change does make more business sense. I, I don't begrudge them necessarily this uh, this move but as i say it does just add to that narrative doesn't it of oh okay what else is being cut from disney you know uh yeah I'd, i i think it's, it's not something that um will be gone forever i think once the world is back to normal it'll come back um Good one. but i think it's it's a lot easier to manage people coming back to the park if annual pass holders aren't a thing yeah especially uh, because you know if and when it's allowed to reopen it's only going to have limited capacity i think it could yeah. be as low as 25 percent if i remember correctly so yeah um yeah it, it was going to be a nightmare being able to uh keep all the annual pass holders happy i mean you could end up easily in a situation where 25% is not even enough to let all the annual pass holders in, let alone other members of the public who might just want to turn up. So I think, it, yeah, it was just in the yeah. current 
climate it's just not feasible to even have annual pass holders really disneyland so, uh, california relies heavily on annual pass holders as well like i think that makes up the majority of its um uh patrons so uh, just purely mm. because of the nature of the park um, it's not really a destination yeah. location as much as disney world is so uh yeah uh, obviously this way it means that you can give everyone a fair chance annual pass holders don't get then get pissed when they can't get a ticket and they go oh i'm an annual pass holder you i should just have access it's like well no that's not how this works um so that you have that thing people that they aren't annual pass holders have an equal right to get a ticket as much as former annual pass holders did um uh, it should make um it you know to be fair here people that are a lot of the annual pass holders in california will still queue up like so they were opening just the opening open front area of california adventure um a few weeks back i think i uh, we spoke about it um adam the woo went uh, and people were queuing up from like five o'clock in the morning just to walk through the entrance of california adventure these darn vloggers um yeah exactly so um just you know just play disneyland adventures like normal people get your fix that way <laughs> yeah like normal people it's also worth noting josh that this week and this was a, a case of my weird podcast nerdy fandom crossing over with my actual job a little bit but we did in our uh, one of our i can't remember what day it was now but in the coronavirus live blog uh, we did uh, mention that disneyland was now going to be operating for a period of time as a coronavirus vaccination center, which is just about the most dystopian <laughs> thing I can imagine. <laughs> Disneyland. Disneyland now being used exclusively to inject people with a vaccine for a wow. deadly disease. I mean, which Disney character do you think they'll do them in still in the form of meet and greets? <laughs> <laughs> you have to queue up. Instead of queuing up to get Mickey's autograph, he's going to stab you with a... <laughs> stab you with a needle which uh, which disney character would you trust most to give you the coronavirus vaccine i think mickey those big gloves would be it'd have to be a very big syringe for him to be able to get his fingers around it yeah so, um, i'm not sure it'd have to be one of the human more human characters one of the princesses maybe one of the princesses, or uh, yeah i Tinkerbell, think the princesses, something like that. princesses is probably the way to go don't think i'd mm. trust tinkerbell right she, yeah you know she's she's got a a dark side, think about, so she could easily. She's going to check you something else. Yeah. yeah. What about Captain Hook? You can just take his hook off and replace it with a big syringe. Are there any Disney doctors? Can you think of any? Any good Disney doctor characters? I'm trying to. Mm. People will be shouting at us at home. It'll be a really obvious one, but I can't think at the moment. No. Uh, uh, I, I guess you've got. Um, uh, He's not a doctor, but he's a scientist um, from the Muppets. I <laughs> know, um. oh, but instead of the scientist, Be- Beaker will be doing it. <laughs> yeah. Beaker, the, the, the assistant. Yeah. Oh, Be- no. Beaker and the Swedish chef. Yeah. Oh, Dr. Bunsen Honeydew, he is technically a doctor. Oh, well then, he's fully qualified to do this. Yeah, I'm not sure if he's a medical doctor, an MD, but uh, he's a... (laughs) A Muppet doctor? I'd say he is. (laughs) Uh, I'm just checking to see whether he is an MD or not. Uh... (laughs) Excellent. This is the kind of extensive research uh, that that we come to expect from the Park Rush podcast. We need to make sure we're sharing nothing but facts here, especially when it's about such an important topic to public health is this muppet a qualified <laughs> a qualified enough doctor to administer the coronavirus vaccine uh, so uh he uh see it's a phd it's not an md so uh right he's he's not a medical doctor but you know he's named after a bunsen burner what obviously beaker's well, named uh, after beaker it's perfect <laughs> yeah do you think they'll do fast passes for the vaccine just so you can skip the priority list <laughs> oh <laughs> Uh, I'm an annual that's, pass holder. Let me in. I get as many vaccines as I like. That's surely already a thing in America, right? With their private healthcare system. I guess private healthcare. Yeah, essentially, you are fast passing healthcare already <laughs> across the board. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
So, uh, yeah, actually, you're right. Nation built on fast passes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what a mess. What a mess. Right. Well, have you got anything to add, Josh, about this dystopian Disneyland? Oh, no, dear. I don't think so. Um, the annual passes are still up at Disney World, right? I believe. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, so. I mean, they just recently as well reintroduced park hopping, didn't they? You can now go yes. between two parks, I believe. You still can't. You can't do. You can't be as extreme as I once was and do four, or even three. Yeah. But you can now do um, two again. But I think it's it's different there, right? Because obviously Disney World currently is relying on annual pass holders because their regular uh, traffic of tourists aren't coming because of the restrictions. That's true. I tell you what. It's a shame that um, Epic Universe isn't open um, and uh, with the Super Nintendo Land because then we would have had Dr. Mario to give vaccines. That's a very, it's a very good point. It's a very Who is good an point. MD? Is he? Have you confirmed yeah. this? Well, he's a well, Mario he, doctor. He, he handles drugs, right? So He's a uh, Dr. Mario MD. Dr. Mario nice. MD, yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, that's good to know. Well, you know where you could have administered vaccines? Japan. But no longer, at least not for the foreseeable future, because Super Nintendo World has been delayed yet again. And uh, Can you believe it? A bit of a tragedy, really, and sums up the past year. As I mentioned earlier, I was looking back at where we were as a podcast a year ago and the fact that we were coming up on the anniversary of recording from home. Um, The uh, podcast... (gasps) I think it's next week's podcast a year ago was about new details, Josh, on Super Nintendo World. And the description of the episode mentioned the fact that it was just a few months away. (laughs) Uh, Fast forward a year and um, we don't know now. We would have been able to say, I think last week we said, oh, it's just a few weeks away now. It was finally rescheduled for February. But now a state of emergency that had been declared in Tokyo has been extended, now covers Osaka, which of course is where Universal is. And so for that reason, the opening of Super Nintendo World uh, has been delayed. As far as I'm aware, this doesn't... I don't think the theme park is actually flat out closing because of this state of emergency. I think it's just the reopening of, or the opening of Super Nintendo World yeah, uh, that has been delayed. Uh, well, it can't I, I be new ma- forever, right? That's uh... well, indeed. So Look, can it? I think new Super Mario Brothers is always new. It's true. I think obviously that Japan aren't really you know having any visitors either right now. I mean they they are, remain insistent that they will in time for the Olympics. But uh, I, I'd imagine that promise. even if it's just locals that have been going to the park of late. Uh, they probably would have expected a a larger influx of people to want to come and check out Nintendo World. So I'd imagine it's just purely for safety reasons. They don't want to encourage bigger crowds than they might already have. And so, yeah, they've put this off a bit longer and there's no no timescale other than until after the state of emergency for Osaka Prefecture has been lifted. So it's, yeah, it's out of their hands, basically. We don't know when that might be at Uh, this point. No. But more importantly, Tom, uh, Dr. Mario and his assistant, Nurse Toadstool, work at the Mushroom Kingdom Hospital where he eliminates viruses and other diseases. Well, why haven't we called upon him before now, Josh? I know, right? Seems like a real waste of time here. Um, Could have had this all sorted out last year. Yeah, indeed. Uh, as well as delaying Super Nintendo World, they're also going to be enforcing uh, extra capacity limitations in accordance with government and local authority guidelines. So, uh, yeah, even fewer people now will be getting into the park full stop and nobody will be going to Super Nintendo World anytime soon. I guess wow. no surprise there, Josh, but based on what's going on, it, it, we could end up in a situation where, against all odds, we do have a, co- a coordinated Super Nintendo World opening. <laughs> in Japan, Hollywood, Florida and Singapore when it wow. emerges that the whole world is going to be in the same <laughs> terrible situation that it is now uh, for exactly the same amount of time. Other than New-, New Zealand is the only safe place to open Super Nintendo World unless it's just cursed 
and the plan uh, yeah. to open a Nintendo world coincides with the resurgence of the virus. Yeah, did you see, I don't know if you saw, Tom, uh, kind of going away a little bit, but in Australia, obviously, they're allowed to have sports and people are allowed to go to the sports. Um, mm. There was a game between Australia and India this week in cricket. Um, okay. And Darth Vader turned up with all of his stormtroopers. I didn't see that, no, but I all guess, them, you know, like, the whole given the block, fact that... There was one Vader <laughs> and the rest of them were all stormtroopers. These are, these, are, these are presumably all out of work cast members from Disneyland. <laughs> who just got stormtrooper gear sitting around at home? Part of the Australian college lit years program. Yeah, uh, I'd imagine that's pretty solid PPE. Yeah, right. Full yeah. face mask. I mean, Darth Vader basically has a mobile ventilator on him, right, at all times. So, yes. he's ahead of the yeah. game here. He's always in intensive care. And he and he goes back and regularly goes in that that uh, unit that I'm sure does yes. something for him. Yeah, so. that's, the, that's the scary future we all live in. Uh, anyone who gets coronavirus ends up having to wear a Darth Vader suit. Uh, in more positive Universal news, we cross now to Islands of Adventure and the Velocicoaster, where work continues to get that ride ready for the summer. And keen-eyed guests have spotted a certain blue raptor of Jurassic World fame. Uh, she, she seems to have touched down, Josh, uh, on site. And will be part of the ride, I guess. She'll probably roar at you and snap her jaws when you go past or come out of the station or something like that. So, yeah, that's fun. Do you like uh, Blue, Josh? Is she your favourite dinosaur? Um, No. Who is your favourite dinosaur? Other than Barney, obviously, which we know other is the than, real answer. Other than Barney, um, mm. Rex is up there, if I'm honest. Oh, of course, Rex. Yeah. Um, Did you ever have a Rex? As a kid, or you know, now as an adult, <laughs> uh, I don't remember having a Rex. I had a, I had a Buzz and a Woody, um, which my dad had to right, yeah. hot import from uh, the US at the time because they were all sold out over here. Oh wow! Um, yeah. I think I had. Um, I say hot import. I'll... He was on. He was on a business trip and like picking them up in a shop over there. Oh yes, your dad also went on supply runs for stupid stuff on business trips to the to America. Course, That's yeah. good to know. I got I I sent off all sorts of daft requests. I I think the the worst one, uh, the most embarrassing one, was a. Do you remember Neopets? God, yeah, yeah. So Neopets at one point got so big or big enough for there to be you know proper Neopet merchandise. You could get you know soft toy Neopets, but I think they were sold exclusively in Claire's for some reason. So uh, okay. There was one business trip where uh, I sent him on a reconnaissance trip to Claire's to, <laughs> to buy the dragon Neopet, the red dragon guy. I'm going to try and find oh, out what his yeah. name was. Neopet, red dragon. Let's see what his name was. This is the guy. I found the toy, actually. Scorchio. Of course. What's his name? Scorchio. He's, Scorchio. Probably in the, he's probably in the loft, you know. Is Neopets still, Neo still a thing? Is Neopets still a thing? It does seem to still exist. I wonder if I can still log into my account. Neopets.com. I spent a lot of time on this stupid website. If you go on the website now, it's actually still got a bit of a sort of retro news grounds feel. It's quite, it's quite nice, actually. You know, it's actually quite. Yeah, it's nice. I'm going to see if my... I can actually remember my old logon. Let's have a look here, Josh. I'm sure this is fantastic listening for everyone. Yeah. Right, my invalid password. But it seems to suggest my username is correct. <laughs> <laughs> so, so who knows? Let's have a look here. Right. I probably you don't have you access don't have your Neopets to the email address the password needed. manager. I, d I don't. No. An email has been sent to the address associated with your account. I have no idea what that might be, but anyway, I wonder uh, if my, I wonder if I can. How can you look at somebody's Neopets page? I'm sure you can. So anyway, I'm gonna let's not do this now. <laughs> let's I've, let's do I've, this after the show. What I've gone to Neopets. Is this Neopets.com? Neopets is going. I love one of the main news headlines here, Josh. Is Neopets is going mobile? Neopets.com is getting upgraded and optimized for mobile devices. 
read all about it here. When was this posted? 2009? Wow. No, the 28th of December 2020. <laughs> oh, of course, because Flash is dead, isn't it? So they've. Yeah, Flash is dead. I guess Neopets was still built on Flash until this time. Wow. Okay, well, that's my project for this Saturday afternoon is see if I can get into my, <laughs> my Neopets account. I'll keep everyone posted. If you could, anyway. yeah. Um, yeah. I'm getting a 504 on neopets.com. Are you really? Maybe uh, yeah. Dad's blocked it on the internet filter. No neopets um, or pornography in the Lawrence household. <laughs> it's um, Well, it did It did so, tell me that the certificate was uh, dodgy. Uh, right. It told me to go back. Um, but I said, nah, sod it. Um, but no, it's now saying a 504. Wow. So. Sorry to say, I'm sorry to hear that because it does seem like it still works for me. Um, I do have a pie hole, so maybe it's that that's blocking it. Maybe it thinks it doesn't oh, well. trust Neopets. A pie hole. It's like um, Joe Raspberry Pi, the little um, computer. I've heard about. I've heard of it, but I'm not really familiar. <gasps> Josh, you've got. Oh, it. I found my you. I found my page in the search results of Neopets, but then if you click on it, it demands that you log in. To see, oh. to see it. But my account, and this is really crazy that I remember this. My account was Beckett's three four three. You know the reason <laughs> for this? I don't know what the three four three was about, <laughs> but Beckett's is named after the sports centre around the corner. Of course. And the reason, <laughs> the reason I think must have been was that I used to play football there once or twice a week. Went to football training at the Beckett Centre, and each of my Neopets, and this is very lame. Oh, also no. ended in three four three, but th but the bit before was the name of uh, uh, one of my teammates. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, there we have it. There we have it. Oh. What a thing to admit here on the pod podcast, right? Uh, the final thing, and this is just a kind of uh, addendum, really. Uh, via Alicia Stella, uh, Park Rush, uh, sorry, Park Stop News Guru, um, and she's got a little tidbit here that might be a positive sign for Epic Universe. Obviously, a little bit of uncertainty about the future of that whole thing given the pandemic. Uh, Universal kind of been a little bit non-committal about kind of what's going to happen there. It's true. Um, however, uh, Orange County, uh, the district of Florida where the park is due to be built, uh, has recently published a new permit from Universal. For you know, very boring infrastructure um, elements of the 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 plan to build the the park. Yeah. Notably around the extension that's going to be required to Kirkman Road, which will be used to basically link the existing resort and the new theme park. Plan is that it'll add a, just under two miles worth of of extra road. And utility work is apparently now underway uh, and road work itself is expected to begin by the end of this year uh, with a sort of completion date for the project if these latest filings permits are to be believed of 2025. So I want to say, and I'm just saying this from memory here, that maybe that the original Epic Universe opening date window was, was it 2024? Yes. So this would suggest that could well still be on the cards just uh, a year out, a year further out which given we've essentially lost a year would make sense yeah absolutely maybe hope there josh what do you think i mean i think a few weeks ago we did say you know do we think this happens and i think actually we both said our gut says no uh, does this change your view at all do you uh... do you reckon do you have hope i think my argument at the time was well look given all the cuts disney are making and the narrative around disney it would be quite the power play for Universal to go ahead with this. Be a real statement of intent. Maybe they were listening. Maybe they were listening. You, that. Thought, you know what? These guys are right. <laughs> These guys are absolutely correct. We could These make guys a real... know what they're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. We could make a serious statement here if we uh, if we went ahead with this. And just as everyone is starting to potentially uh, feel ready to spend big on a theme park holiday. We'll be there for them with a whole new park. And Disney, they won't even have finished Tron. The losers. <laughs> the losers. Um, yeah. On that, actually, on Tron, um, obviously, uh, we have been on and off again with Tron, as well as Epic Universe. Um, Tron and off. Tron and off again. Um, 
sounds like Disney might be putting that on hold until things are back to normal so that they can open it and say, hey, look, new ride. Um, instead of opening it now, it being new while no one can go to the park. Um, and then when everyone can go to the park, it's not really new anymore. Um, that's mm. some of the feeling in the industry. Right, fine. I guess that makes sense. It's worth remembering, of course, that just before everything went to hell, Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railway opened. I think one of our final episodes before we went into lockdown was uh, a friend of the show, Ben, Mr. Ben, had just got back, or may even still have been there, and sent us a little sort of trip report from uh, from Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railway. And I was at the time very much looking forward, so I was just a few weeks away from going myself. Oh. And obviously that didn't happen. And I don't think it's going to happen this year either. As far as I'm still sort of technically booked for April, but it's not going to happen. The world is not going to be ready for those kinds of holidays as early as April. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. I don't know when I'll ever be able to go and do that ride. But it won't be new, that's for sure, by the time I am next there. And neither will yeah. uh, Rise the Resistance, you know, which I also haven't done. And if I'd been able to get there last spring, it still would have been, I think, within six months easily yeah of that ride having yeah. been open so i'd still i mean you wouldn't that. have been able to go on it because getting access to that ride is ridiculous but no that's true and they've added plexiglass now haven't they to certainly the smugglers run and to be honest i don't know if i'd want to i mean that's sort of my, part of my thought actually uh with this you know holiday that's technically still been on the card is that even if it was even if we could go would i would, would i want to like part of the reason we were we had the 2020 holiday planned and then moved it to 2021 is because the last time we were there in 2019 didn't quite feel right. It was a bit of a of a late booking and nothing was quite planned and lined up in the usual forensic way that we like to book our Florida holidays. Yeah. In terms of like the house we were staying in and all that kind of, you know, the parks we were able to go to and that kind of thing. So this felt like old school, booking it well in advance, making sure everything's ready and in place and we're going to go there and we'll do all these theme parks and it'll be like the old days. Uh, and and the idea of, of now of doing it now and having to sort of wear masks and have plexiglass between us all in the Millennium Falcon and that kind of thing just feels a bit, doesn't feel right to me, you know. Would I rather just wait however long yeah. it takes? And maybe I will be 34. <laughs> but chances are I'll still have a high-pitched voice and be five foot six. So, will anything really have changed? Um, Maybe my back will hurt. Yeah, I mean, your back will definitely hurt. But, uh, yeah, running the Millennium Falcon with plexiglass is sounds terrible. Mm, um, yeah, yeah, it does. Can you imagine if the, if George Lucas was still in charge, you know, and he liked his special editions, he'd go back and put in some digital <laughs> plexiglass. plexiglass in the Millennium Falcon. Oh, God. Get some ray tracing on there so that, you know, Han can see his reflection. Every time he looks to his uh, right to see Chewbacca, have I got them the right way around God. there? I think I by the by, the time you go, Tom, the uh, mm. they might have changed out the story in Smuggler's Run. Oh is, yeah, that get... is one of the additional rumours. Is that uh, they're not quite happy with the storyline on Smuggler's Run, so they're going to change it. Interesting. Mm. Well, you'd have to imagine, right? Given, I mean, it will kind of break the uh, continuity that they've built for that land. But you'd have to imagine that they're going to get some Mandalorian stuff in there, right? I mean, that thing is, that's the hottest of Star Wars properties right now. That is the thing that the vast majority of Star Wars fans have rallied behind as being pretty good. It's certainly very enjoyable at the very least. It's made people feel good about Star Wars again. Uh, I think more so than those new movies. Uh, Yeah, I think, yeah. I think they kind of designed that area to not necessarily be specifically about those new movies it just happened to be those were the things at the time um, i guess so i guess so but i mean um, that is meant to be set isn't it in the with it between episodes eight and nine if i'm not yeah mistaken. but that's i mean what else are you going to tie it to right at the time like that's the thing that you tie it to is the new stuff right to try and bring this all hyped together um mm. but i think oh there's certainly maybe two camps there one that feels like it's kind of timeless and you can have like the Mandalorian coming in and going out um, as a sort of as a bounty hunter, you know, as it were um, and other characters coming in and going out as they become popular and then go out of fashion, that sort of thing And but you could still have 
Rise of the Resistance ride as it is, uh, and then Smuggler's Run, you can change that because obviously it's a video-based thing, um, so that can change as new ideas come about and that sort of thing. So, um, And once you realise that the Millennium Falcon ride is better off not being attached to the solo film. They surely, the Imagineers, who, what's left of them, surely got to be working on a little baby Yoda animatronic, right, for the purposes of a meet and greet with him and the Mandalorian. That's got to be happening. It's like a, a baby Yoda that you can properly sort of interact with and can well, kind of look the, at you all cute-like and make little gestures and pose for a picture. That's got is, to be this something is the thing, though, right? Because if it's so, if you keep with the timeline that is currently set in between eight and nine, mm. Grogu's dead. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess that. Yeah, the implication is that he he may well have been brutally murdered by Kylo Ren. Yeah, yeah. But you know, as you uh, say, can you not meet Darth Vader in Galaxy's Edge somewhere? Is there not like a Darth Vader meet and greet? Doesn't Captain Phasma wander around as well? Is she not dead? Does I, she not I, die I, in the Last oh, Jedi? What a waste of a character. Hmm. Uh, did she die? Maybe I can't remember. Well, she, I mean, put... I can't. I don't know because she died. Like, I think everyone assumed she died in the first one, right? And then she came back, and then she died in an equally kind of lame way. And then, she, but then she didn't well, come she back. She went down the trash nine. compactor, didn't she? She did. Yeah, she basically became the butt of a joke in seven, and in eight she didn't do a lot and died, and then nine she wasn't in it because she did. Uh, yeah. But I mean, look. I mean, somehow Palpatine. At some point, turned, so. At some point, I get it. It wants they want it to be immersive and cohesive with the films and whatever. If if you if you have to sacrifice that to get Baby Yoda in the park, you're gonna you're gonna do it. You know, there's no way moving forward they don't have Baby Yoda in that park in some capacity. He is him and uh, and the Mandalorian himself are, as I say, the hotness now when it comes to yeah. Star Wars. Especially Captain because uh, yeah. people have obviously been looking wherever they can for comfort and entertainment <laughs> during these times. And The Mandalorian, to be fair, has delivered. Especially for people in the UK. I mean, we've had The Mandalorian and then The Mandalorian Season 2 kind of coincided with <laughs> the worst periods of the pandemic for us. Yeah. The first series yeah. debuted as we went into lockdown uh, the first time. And then the second series was coming. It came in the winter time when we went back into lockdown and then... We're running up to Christmas where it was getting bleak again. So, yeah, it, kind it of means a lot to people. Season. It's meant a lot to people over the past year. So, yeah, they've got to get Mandalorian in the galaxy's edge in some form. Yeah, uh, definitely. I guess Captain Phasma does the marches, right, down main sh- down the... Um, yeah, you know, Hollywood, do uh, fascist marches through Disney once a day. I, don't, I yeah. think the Donald Trump animatronic can just get added to that if they want to take him out of the Hall of Presidents, right? <laughs> We are going to march on the Millennium Falcon. I'm going to come with you. It's just... Phasma and Trump marching through Batu through the bunch of stormtroopers. He, he, he's going to be pissed when he finds out there's a Chinese theatre there. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Right. We should, uh, we should make a move. We should get out of here on, before on we upset people. Right. Uh, thanks very much for listening, everyone. You can keep up with the show during the week on Twitter at Park Rush Podcast. Uh, I, we have not done any Twitch streaming for a long time. I'm really sorry about this. I had grand plans. I got a new headset on my Xbox. I thought it would be perfect. I'll put it through its paces, do some Planet Coaster streaming, then maybe do some actual full-fat Planet Coaster. Now that I've got that on Mac, we were going to do some Parkitect multiplayer. For various reasons, haven't got to any of it. Uh, we will endeavour to try and sort that out uh, I mainly because I genuinely would, in certainly in the case of Parkitect, like to play that multiplayer and at least give it a go. So yeah, for sure. Hopefully we'll get to that, and if we do, you can find it at twitch.tv slash parkrush. Uh, you can find the podcast at parkrush.com or on your preferred app uh, if you haven't subscribed already. And you can email the show as well, podcast at parkrush.com. Uh, I think that's everything, Josh, unless you've got anything else to add. Uh, no, nothing to add. Uh, no, I'm good. Oh, okay, cool. Well, stay safe out there, everybody, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. See ya.